Welcome back to the Hammering Way podcast. This is episode number 11. I'll be your host, Jack Coogan. And just like last week, we got a lot to get through again today. Aaron Cresswell is pulling in Dimitri Pyatt, just like his good old friend on the left. Uh, we have bid for maybe every center midfielder in England this past week. And because of that, Moyes and Stuyton hate each other now, allegedly. Yep, trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. How are you doing today? Doing good. Um, I've seen Barbie since the last episode twice as many times as we've made signings since then. So, And that one isn't even official, so... Yeah, I was gonna say, is it is it twice as many or is it zero times as many? It's two times zero. I guess however you feel about the board just signing, but yeah, seen Barbie a couple of times, seen Oppenheimer. I've been busy. You saw me. Oppenheimer? I did see Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I just saw Barbie tonight. We just had a whole discussion about it that is making us record this podcast forty five minutes later than planned. Yeah. It's all right. It's a great movie. Oh, totally worth it. It's uh, not the West Ham of movies in the transfer market. Say that no, much. No, it is not. And speaking of us in the transfer market and going back, is Crespo for real? Is he like? Do we really think he's holding out? No way. We'll see on Saturday because he's, he's not, not. I don't think he's going to be there. Like I think that there is an issue. If he's not there on Saturday then there's definitely something going up. I mean, X said it anyway. He said that that Cresswell was holding out. Who does he think he is? Look, yes, but, like, I honestly, I don't care, bro. Like, I, I don't. I really don't care what he does. Yeah, me neither. It's, like, it's not, like, I mean, would Cresswell coming back be, like, okay? Like, sure. Are you upset with him? Am I upset with him? Kind of. Like, I, I feel like a little betrayed. Like, this is not how it's supposed to work. We're supposed to turn our back on you. You're not supposed to turn your back on us. I don't feel a thing, honestly. I think he's given us everything, man. And I, because the thing is, like, his situation, I, I totally get it. Like, he's just going to keep getting one year deals with us and we're not going to commit to him. Probably we're going to let him go for free next summer. He doesn't play well. There's no guarantee he gets a Premier League move at 34, he would be. Wolves are going to give him a three-year contract or a two plus one. What the hell are they thinking? Well, Cresswell is still good. Dude, it's, you can't – giving Aaron Cresswell a three-year contract is I do it. Yeah, I don't know if you can really justify that. But, I mean, Wolves are not going to have to worry about where they're going to be in the Premier League three years from now. That's what I was going to say. That's the other thing. Cresswell probably thinks going there, he guarantees himself three more years of Premier League football. I got news for him, man. Does he know? They are down. That These are the moves of a club destined to be in the dirt. Well, getting Raul Jimenez, getting Aaron Cresswell on a three-year deal, like they're down. The thing that I don't get with them is like, or not that I don't get with them, that I don't get about the deal, is that Crystal has to know, like, we deserve to be, like, financially compensated to let him go. And if the reported fee is $5 million that we're asking for, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. 
I think Wolves are truly just broke. Which is weird because they just sold Neves for $40 million. So I don't know, like, where is where did that money go? They didn't buy anybody, to my knowledge. And they bought Cunha for, like, $50 million in January. Oh, yeah, in January. Last summer. That was that was summer. January. January. So crazy. He, like, I don't want to get into Matthias Cunha, but, like, he sucks. Yeah, I mean, Cunha, like... They've just been so bad at the market. Like, they've been spending all this money. It's under the radar, bro. What? It's one under the radar how bad they've been in the market. Like, yeah. Cunha, I remember Cunha was, like, FM20. Like, he'd be at, like, he'd end up... I don't... Did he come from Hertha Berlin? I, I think he was at Atletico, right? But he, uh... Did he go Hertha Berlin to Atletico Madrid? I'm gonna look him up. I'm not sure. But, I mean, even regardless, like, Cunha... Dating back to Fabio Silva, like ever since they bring up Fabio Silva, ever since they came to the Premier League, they've been making like an abomination of the transfer market. Nobody says a word, bro. They brought Fabio Silva, and all anybody ever called him was a really talented young player. They spent forty million on him, bro. What's going on? He's the Anderlecht. and he's like just some guy there. It's not even like he's showing out at Anderlecht. He's. Yeah, so he was at Hertha Berlin until 2020, and then he went to Atletico Madrid, and then he went to Wolves on loan in January 2023. And then they bought, they activated his 50 million euro buy clause. God damn. There's no, there's just no way you justify that fee. Scored two goals and had zero assists in 17 Premier League appearances. And they dropped 50. I think it was an obligation to buy. To be fair, they didn't see him play and then buy it. But he's just like a fake wonder kid, bro. It's in that same realm of Zhao Felix and um, what's the other one? Just like these positionless, like, flair players. And they're good for compilations and not much else. I mean, it sucks because, like, the game should be about the entertainers. Like, yeah. I'm all for these guys. Like, I mean, not calling any of them Ronaldinho, but, like, it's sad how efficient the game has gotten to an extent, but he doesn't do anything. You got to bring something to the game, like and. <laughs> well, but the I thing, even like Felix brings stuff to the game, but he doesn't bring enough to justify. Like, he's just waywardness. He doesn't know what he's doing out there. Yeah, he walks around like he's messy. Like he can do whatever the hell he wants. Like no, he can't. That guy's a whole. Like who? Who knows where he's where? where Felix is going to go. He doesn't have a spot at Wolves. He's the one team that would actually take a shot on him because Cunha, they just dropped $50 million off. Yeah. We'll see where would that happen, what, what happens with that. But, I mean, who else is they Like, Nelson Semedo, like, Semedo. Chan. I like Semedo, too. I'm, like, still kind of – I mean, he did have one really good season. But, Mid- I mean, like, have any of the – like. He's been like okay, but like, have any has anyone they bought like their best signing of the Premier League era is probably Craig Dawson. No, you know what I was gonna say, which is really funny. Do you remember when people thought they they got some steal with Matthias Nunez? Dude, we kind of like he's good, but he's ever, like ever since I've seen that like 
that one play where Suchek was just dogging him in the corner. Dude, Suchek had him on a leash that whole game. It's like so embarrassing. That's the most embarrassing fate that any midfielder can ever suffer. He scored early on, right, in his uh, Wolves career, and that's why people thought he was good. Yeah. He went for a big fee. Okay. From Sporting, I think. Wolves were promoted. I'm just going to read out some, uh, what's the word, some notable signings. They have signed. So then there's like the Johnny Otto, Adama Traore, Rui Patricio, Diego Jota, that whole window. John Matinho, that all worked. Raul okay, Lamette, yeah. Because that was the year that they got Europe. Mm-hmm. Then the next summer, they signed Pedro Neto. Great signing. And then it was then Donker, who's actually, I would say, worked out for them at that fee. It was like 12 million pounds or something. That's fair. Um, and then Patrick Catrone, never really cared. Nothing player. Daniel Potence. People think he's really good. I don't think he's that good. He doesn't do anything. He's another he's one. Not he, a, he, he just moves like hazards. So people love him. But he doesn't do he, anything. He's not a needle mover at all. Um, in the summer after that was the Fabio Silva summer where they spent 40 million euros on Fabio Silva. Nelson Semedo was like 30 million pounds. They, um, they bought... Uh, I actually don't remember how to say his name, but uh, Kijana Hoover, remember the Liverpool kid? He's been at Wolves for a while. I think he's been loaned out now. Um, they loaned Willian Jose that season. Yeah, it's not nice viewing. Uh, Wait till Cresswell's added to that mess. Summer after that was uh, Ryan Aitnori, um, Trincao on the loan fee. He actually did all right, but again, he didn't really do that much for them. Remember they signed Chiquinho? It was like a nothing fee, but like they were all excited about him. He He Chan Wang they signed us that summer. He doesn't do anything. Um, I mean, here you go. Then this past summer, Matias Nunez forty five million, Gonzalo Guedes thirty two million. People always thought Guedes was good too. I never understood that shit. They're all just they're spending so much on nothing. Nathan Collins, $20 million. I actually like Nathan Collins. He's probably the best one in the past, like, what, two or three summers? Yeah, probably. Besides Craig Dawson. Or yeah. he was in January. Dawson joined in January. And then this summer, they've made Cunha permanent. They signed Bubakar Traore from Mets. And they brought Matt Doherty back on a free transfer. And, and now, e. John Aaron Cresswell. Hoover. Hoover's second loan in two years ended, and this past one was at Stoke City. Just so they just spent ten million pounds to loan a guy out twice. So the 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 end the end result of this conversation is that Aaron Cresswell is dying. He's doing everything in his power to force his way to basically a team a that's nailed on for relegation. Yeah, they're they're done. They're so. On, because, dude, they've already spent. No wonder they can't spend it. They've already spent fifty million this summer, technically. And then yeah. another what was it, ten? So they spent sixty million pounds or something. That's crazy. Dude, <laughs> and they have spent, not gotten better at all. That's what I was just gonna say. They spent sixty million pounds and brought in Doherty on a free transfer, who I know is not on small wages. And they, the needle has not moved. They are the same team that they were on the final day. 
Yeah, that 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 is not a good team. I wonder what. Maybe we can get Cresswell again when they go down. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> After all this, we'll see where this goes. But what, I, what I, it means for us, which is weird, is it kind of even if it stays, it leaves us without a captain. I mean, I know that we're already captainless, but it was kind of like he was just going to step into the void and it was going to be whatever. But uh, you told me today that X said Agbana is not in the race to be captain because he doesn't play or he's not like a nailed-on starter. Yeah, it was it was him and Fabianski. X said that they were being considered, but they were put to the side because they're not guaranteed uh, starters. But in the same vein, said that Suchek was the favorite. So, like, he said what's Suchek going on there? Yeah, he said that he was one of the main players to be being considered and did not use such strong language for anyone else. Remember what I said last week about having an aneurysm if we signed Ward Prowse? And I'll stick to my word. I've drank a little copium to just get me through it. It's still <laughs> not the right signing. Um but if Suchek gets the captaincy, I, I will truly have an aneurysm, and then I'll tell you all about how it doesn't actually matter. Just to, I can't, I can't, I can't do it with him as the captain for a million different reasons. It only truly matters. He could be a fine captain, just like well, no, he could, the thing, as a leader. The one thing that like holds it together for me is like he captains his country, captain Slavia Prague. Like I know he can do it. It's just the it's the personal thing between me and him. <laughs> well, my thing is, if you're only going to give it to a player who starts regularly, well, you I want to give it to Suchek. What the fuck is going on in this it, summer? Is it is it as much that he wants to give it to a player who starts regularly, or that he doesn't want to give it to a player who's not going to see the field? Because I think in this moment in time, you know how much I like Ariola. You know how, like, I don't think his distribution is anything special. But it's, like, much better than Fabianski's. There's no reason right now that he should start over Fabianski match week one. No reason. I mean, nothing has really changed from this season to last season. No, but not only. And fa- only Fabianski looks better in this preseason. Two or three good preseason games. And Ariola's flapping at the fuck. I know it's not, I know that goal is Suchek's fault. But Ariola's not really painting himself in a great light. Mm-hmm. Conceding that goal, it, it pisses me off because I want to see Ariola play, but like fucking earn it. I mean, he's been good for us the last two years. We've we've uh, another- gone to the European semi Europe, Europa League semifinals, and we won the Conference League. That was all him. No, 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 no. But another thing, last year, the second half of the season after that Arsenal game where Fabianski was fucking terrible. Fab was better than him the whole second half of the season. I mean, Fab is he's good as as much as I hate to pretend uh, as much as much I'd like to pretend that Fabianski sucks. He's just like a limited keeper, but he's good at what he does. Dude, I mean, they're probably like, the same level because the Fulham season from Ariel and then the first year with us, he was great, and he probably should have stepped into the role. And I'm willing to concede. I mean, not even concede because I would like to see Ariola win that spot. I think game time would do him a lot of good. I think if he just plays every week and gets into that rhythm, it's going to help him a lot. 
good, bro. Like, did you really think he was that good in the European knockouts last year? Yeah. No. What'd he do? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Europa League. No, no, like, no, no, no. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> he was spectacular. He was spectacular in Europe. Like, I'm not going to talk bad on Ariola for no reason. I'm a huge fan of his. I have been since before he even went to Fulham. But, like, he didn't do anything last year. His last good game, his last, I won't say his last good game, because he did have other good games. But his last, like, truly standout performance, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be wrong, was, like, Silkborg away. Or maybe one of the FA Cup games. I'm forgetting. I think he played well against United in the Cup. If I'm being carried wrong. No, he did not play well against United in the Cup. Did he play well for 75 minutes against United in the Cup? Yes, he did. I blocked out the last 15, so it's fine. Didn't he start against United in the Prem? I, I feel like he was good in that game. I think he did have a, a good Premier League performance. He didn't start against United, though. United away, you sure that wasn't him? That was him uh, two years ago. Was it him this year? Couldn't have been. He um, he started the Brighton game. Uh, and he Oh, st- yeah. That wasn't even his fault, dude. Was Yeah, I know it wasn't. And then he started, um, was it was the game after that at Liverpool? Um, was it? It was, uh, I think it was a big team. He wasn't in net for, no, no, he wasn't in net for Newcastle because that was uh, when Fabianski got Oh, shot. yeah. And Jesus Christ. Absolute disaster. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Fabianski is perfect either, but I just want to see more from Ariel if he's going to start these games. And that's fair. I mean, he hasn't really separated himself, and that's partly down to him and partly down to Fabianski maintaining quality somehow. But there's been there's been stretches where Fabianski's been really shaky and Ariel will probably deserve to get a chance. Mm-hmm. And I would just have liked to see him carry his form a little more. But hey, there is genuinely a possibility that if he just plays weekly and is in a rhythm that he'll look a lot better. That's kind of what happened at Fulham. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the best goalkeepers in the league that year. Yeah, and then his first season with us, he was spectacular. Didn't put a hand wrong. No, we did not. But that's just going back to this captain conversation. Fabianski could be the captain. I don't really see why not. He's going to start a lot of games. Yeah, at the end of the day, like as as off, as as much as Moyes wants to pretend that there's some goalkeeper competition like he has in the last three years like there's no reason to take it out like to not start fabianti to start next year um yeah just make him the captain it's it's a no-brainer i hope he makes bowen the captain personally i think that'd be pretty cool i don't know if he's ready for that responsibility and i don't want to mess with his head or anything but i wouldn't mind it i think it'd be fun i mean bowen has everything that you want to be a captain like he's going to be here for a long time He's a leader on and off the pitch already. Is he that much of a leader? Not in like a negative way, but is he? He's just he doesn't strike me as a voice. Well, 
who knows how you know how much of a voice he is, but in terms of being a leader by example, like that's definitely him. When whole team when the team loves him. I mean, early last year when no one was running, it was Bowen doing all the running. And, and he's would, our best player. And I would say he's one of our most accountable players. For sure. When he was bad last year, he was not shy about being like, I suck. Mm-hmm. He's but a good dude. People like Alan Rezepa will tell you he's not a good player. <laughs> which is ridiculous. And you think he's over that? That whole charade? No. He'll be right back on it. He'll, he'll I never... He will ghost one of these first three games, and if he doesn't score in any of them, Alan will talk about how we need another right wing, another right winger. I will. I've never seen Alan drop an agenda in my life. Like literally this afternoon, he was like, "Yo, Jack Masawaku had an assist today." Like it's twenty twenty three, bro. Me? Yes. I can't do. I got. I got. I can't respond to this guy. But. <laughs> Quoting Ekram tweets talking about, oh no. Alexis Sanchez is coming back to the Premier League. Shut up. It's literally the worst source in the history of the sport. And not only did he freak out about that, it's not even a rumor anymore. It got shut down like within a few hours. (laughs) A few minutes. Dude, because of this Ekram guy, Fabrizio Romano's had a tweet twice in the last two days. That Nottingham Forest are not in talks with Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you see, speaking of Forest, you see that they want to call him Trufford again? They want Trufford too? Who do they think they are? I don't and know. plus they've, they've Nico Williams. What are they going to do with him? He's a right back and he sucks. Oh, yeah. Nico Williams is right back. He played left back. And then... You're getting confused with Brandon Williams. All right. Who also sucks. So who was their left back last year? I don't even remember. Renan Lodi. Oh, yeah, Renan Lodi. And they didn't buy him. Right, right, right. Good for them. They didn't buy him. $30 million on him, dude. Come on. Well, we better find a new home for Aaron Cresswell and Fast if they're actually going to get him. Well, if Cresswell is truly like gonna like throw his toys out the pram, if you will, if he's really gonna act like this, like I don't think that it will. Our left back pursuit will have halted. Yeah, if he's not gonna go to France this weekend. He's not gonna be here this season. This is pretty embarrassing for for everyone involved, to be honest. It does not affect me in the slightest. It does affect us if no, no, it's it, it affects us as a team. Like I would rather keep the continuity, but like, like I don't know. Speaking of Allen, I don't want to keep talking about him on the podcast, but he's gonna use this Cresswell thing as such a reason to hate him, and it's like, well, if I'm over it, and if I can admit that he's like you know, gotten better at things and, like, evolved his game to fit, like, his less athletic body than he was in, like, 2015, really, before the injury. If I can admit it, you can admit it. He's never admitted anything his entire life. 
He still hates Moise. I mean, he does still hate Moise. He, he is always so ready to jump on it, dude. Like people hate Moise, but Allen has never stopped hating Moise since like 2018. He for a second there when we were good with Lingard, he was so mad that we were winning. Couldn't stand it. <laughs> so funny. How funny is it that we had our best stretch after we sold Halaire? Like immediately after we just like ticked off like six straight. Not funny. It's not funny. I mean, we are two Halaire guys, and we were proven right in the end that he's a good player. But just for the sake of this conversation, it's so funny that he left and we just turned off like six in a row. <laughs> just like didn't lose for a month and a half. Only in this exact context, yes, it was hilarious. Because he left on January 1st, right? Yeah. Was it January 1st? January 1st, he was out the door. And we, we must have won, I think, his first game. Was it his last game or his first game while he was gone? Was uh, Everton away when Suchek scored the winner? Maybe. That was his last game. That was the worst game of football I've ever watched in my life. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Uh, Disgusting. No, nah, I've seen worse. But that, that game was game of, just like – the without the fans is what really put it over the edge. It's just like 90 minutes of nothing. That was one of the few West Ham wins ever where I was like, I can't even believe I just watched that. I like almost wish we lost. I, I, I'm pretty sure you said that that day. Because we didn't realize how special we were yet. That we were about to win like six in a row. <laughs> we weren't even special yet. Because what we also, just... I think what hurt us that day was that... uh. Paler started. We were horrendous. And Antonio came back from injury that day. Came on like 65 minutes in. We kind of livened up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we scored the winner. Through. I mean, at that time, we liked Suchek. But I'm sure. We did like Suchek then. Speak for yourself. You did not hate Suchek yet. Bro. We didn't know he was racist yet. I like legitimately don't ever remember. I don't ever remember liking Suchek. You you liked Suchek. You you were never high on him as a player. I will hand you that. But you liked him. I was always like, this guy scores goals. Yeah, like, and you liked him because he scored goals. I liked it that he was scoring goals. But no, I but never liked him. The man. In your defense, when he was scoring goals, you did say to me, you were like. If we get a bid from forty million, like got let him go. I said thirty. You said thirty is crazy at that time. Forty, is I can take it as cashing in. Thirty is nuts. Is it crazy now? No, I, no, it's not. <laughs> no. What I did say is that I would sell him and buy Basuma, which is a bad take. I'll admit that. Basuma has so bad character problems and Suchek. <laughs> if that's even possible. Well, you take the racist and you add a different letter in there halfway through. And mm-hmm. then you use Prasuma. Got too many of those in the Premier League. I and agree. Of central midfielders. Um I thought you're gonna I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna transition into talking about El Yawahi because you were talking about adding <laughs> rapists to the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we better not sign. I, I I will legitimately be very upset if we sign him. Just like 
to put that on the record, that will we, genuinely drive a stake through my heart if we sign that guy. We won't. It's just Stiden doing his job and finding his talented player because he's objectively a very talented player. Yeah, no, he's objectively a great player. Stiden is just like he's pure X's and O's. He's pure hoops. He's, he, needs, he sees the numbers out there. He needs to understand that some of these people are horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where Moyes comes in. Mo- Moyes, the true test of character. He is, man. He knows how to find a dude. He saw right through Dan, Dan Druma, though, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he did, dude. That The act. He was like, this guy is a clown. And he was. And so are Everton. Still would, though. I know that you would. You're crazy for that. Uh, but one thing I will say about Moyes, the best person that this team has to offer, he did not sign. Who is it? The best person this team had to offer? What do you mean? The best person oh. in our squad. The best person? The purest soul. I don't know where you're going with this. It's, I'm not going anywhere with them. Being serious, he wasn't signed by Moyes. He was signed by Pellegrini. Oh, Pablito. Yeah, Pablito. I guess I guess he would be. I don't know why I didn't think of him first. How funny is it that uh, he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mark Noble? Told Moyes. Moyes came in, saw a Spanish guy. He was like, absolutely no way. <laughs> Under no circumstances. Cap time against Liverpool. He's like, he's like, no, just get out there. And Noble was like, no, not me. Him. <laughs> he's like, that guy? <laughs> and Moyes is like, I'm not putting him out there. Are you kidding me? Where is it? This is a relegation battle. And Noble was like, trust me. And that was when Moyes knew that he was going to advocate for Mark Noble to get a fake job behind the scenes after he retired. It's backfiring on him because he's agree. He's actually agreeing with Stiden on, yeah, he's, he on targets. <laughs> Noble just wants to sign everybody who plays for Monaco, dude. The time has passed. <laughs> they have some to good be, players, but he thinks that Mbappe is still available. To be honest, the, not the, a bad. I would take at least three or four players from there, like the right two, now. The two Noble wants are good. I'll give him that. Absolutely. But if he, third, if he targets a third, it's just because he has a friend over there. <laughs> at that it. point, like, why not just get Paul Mitchell? Well, no, but see, at that point, you know what it is, though. At that point, that this is already how we operate. Like, it's not like before Noble was in like the backroom staff and stuff that we were signing players based off merit. We were just signing Will Salthouse clients. <laughs> we signed like Mark Albertans, like daughters, like husband's friend last summer. Who's that? Or Flynn Downs, whatever he was. Oh my god! It was like it was like Mark Walburton's like wife's company. It was something <laughs> so ridiculous. That, that guy needs to stay the fuck away from my club. Mark Warburton. Yes, I could now not. That you've, now that you've added to his narrative that he brought us Flynn Downs. That's true. That's what he did. It was it was his connection. This is all news to me. I, I'm frankly disgusted. Look, man. Say what you want about FD, but he's going to start match week one, and we're going to win that game. That That's my – like everybody's got these hot takes going into the season. Like, oh, 
Arsenal outside the top four, you know, like, I don't know, Chelsea are good. You know, all these, like, real hot takes where they're like, I'm going to stand my ground on this. My hot take, Flynn Downs and Thomas Suchek start a Premier League game together, and we win. <laughs> That's my the take. First, the first part is, like, 100% true. Like, yeah. that is set in stone. It's happening. The second part, I mean, it is Bournemouth. We Bournemouth? did rock them both games. They're good. But we rock them both games. They don't want to see us. This is a new Bournemouth team. This is not the Bournemouth team that had us in hell in the good old days, like four years ago. No. The vitality is our playground. And God damn it, it's a shitty one. <laughs> I do love the vitality, honestly. I think it's a great stadium. It's just such a nice change of pace. I'm really excited. Uh, well, I say I'm excited. It's probably going to be a gross game and we're going to lose because it's their first Premier League game. But I've been thanking you for like two years I want to see Luton get promoted because I just think it's funny. We can't do this again. We can't pull a forest against Luton. We will. We we have to beat them. We, no, we will. At this, <laughs> at this rate, they're going to hijack the Cresswell deal. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, that, that would be their record fee, you know that? A five million pound signing. Well, I mean, Chong is four plus four, isn't he? It's like four point seven. But is it not like plus four though? I don't know. I I just saw that like I saw like a graph of like everyone's um like record signing in the Premier League, and theirs was Chong, and it was listed at four point seven. I respect how they're building it, but they're down. Yeah, like I I don't think they would argue that either. I kind of hope they stay up. Because then they'll go down next year, and it'll keep us safe. From it. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, if a team is finishing below them, they're really fucking bad. I don't think even – we. I don't even think we could possibly be that bad. <laughs> like, there's no conceivable universe where we finish below them. You know what, man? I hope West Ham all the best, but if we go down, I'm clipping the hell out of you, and this fucking podcast is blowing <laughs> Fucking, you're, you're you're free to do so. If it gives us a viral clip, I'll do anything. Yeah, we we'll, we'll start doing watch alongs with me, like those Tottenham fans. Oh my god, we should do watch alongs. No, should not do a watch along. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> Dude, no, Dude, that would be people, so funny. What, is what does people want to see from me? Like, why do people even watch watch alongs? But like, people just sit in silence for like, you know, like 10, 15 minutes, and then there's a chance, or like. You know, like it's like six minutes of silence, and they're like, "Oh, he's in!" <laughs> and then the pass <laughs> happened. It's like, okay, like the worst. My favorite, my favorite is when they do like play to play by play commentary, like That's over funny. the game. You took the words out of my mouth, like, like who do who do you think you are? <laughs> like, oh, oh, uh, Romero passes sideways to fucking Emerson Royale. We don't care, man. You suck. You are not Martin Tyler. You are finishing ninth. <laughs> Dude, imagine we had that much clout that people were watching our play-by-plays. People love that shit. That'll be our first Patreon-exclusive feature. Yeah. The only person who deserves watch-alongs is Mark Goldbridge. I agree. He can have his watch-alongs. He's allowed to have them. They are genuinely very entertaining. And honestly, 
they're probably 80% rival fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I am glad that in the chat. I am glad the Spurs fans do it just because they, they're inevitable meltdowns. Like it, it, it does lead to some good content. It's great because it's just like, we get one over on them once a season. And like yeah. the last few years, we've especially been doing it in a pretty spectacular way. So it's like, good fuck. But I mean, besides last year, we didn't get one over on them. Yeah. Which is weird. We should have won that game at home. We should have, but it just kind of encapsulates that we sucked. We did suck. And we're going to probably continue to suck based on who we've been targeting or who, who, who's been the priority targets of this, of this window. I think we're going to be all right. I'm, I'm honestly like, like I'm concerned, but I'm not that concerned. I think that we'll get signings over the line. They always seem to be ones that we don't expect. Especially for the big ones. Last summer, dude, Paqueta and Skamaka instead of Broja and Lingard. The summer before, Milinkovic was done. You know. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Like, at, in this current situation, our primary targets, like the bad targets, um, they look like way more feasible than they did of the years past. Because like they're all players that are like actively being like. Chopped. Is like McTominay feasible? I think so. Or I don't think we're gonna pay thirty-five plus for him. I think we'll walk away. The whole I hope point, so. I, the whole point of putting in all these different bids is that we find the best value. I mean, at what value is is McTominay even like a a valuable player for us? I also, dude, I still think that they like Alvarez a lot more than they like McTominay. I mean, they fucking should. Yeah, I, like, but that, but that's what I'm saying is like, like who, the thing is with a lot of this, like yeah, like our interest in McTominay is definitely very real, and like the Ward Prowse interest is like probably going to culminate in him signing, which is it's fine. There are things he does well. I'll be all right. I will back him, and I will back Moyes for now, but with the other midfielder who's coming in, like. All this McTominay talk, like we're definitely gonna go get him. Like, I don't buy that. Like, we might sign McTominay. I'm not saying that we won't, but it's just this like attitude that is so definitive the last day or two. I think it's ridiculous. I think just the general, and before I go into this brand, I think that like we're just sending out feelers, and that the ones that are getting traction are just the ones with like Premier League sources that are like supporting it. Which I think that's a lot of it is that most of the ones that have traction are Premier League players. It's just because like Sky and Darmish and them have the most sources in this country. Yeah, I think that's part of it. But I what I will say is that our current catalog of midfield targets are leaving us with a fundamental problem of ball progression. Like we're we're losing Rice and. You know, everyone likes to focus on like his defending and all that, but he's one of the best progressive midfielders in the pre- in in Europe when it comes to carrying the ball and passing. And when you look at who Moyes allegedly wants, McTominay, Gallagher, James Ward-Prowse, these guys don't progress the ball. And then you add to the fact that we're losing Cresswell too. It's like, how the fuck are we going to get the ball into the final third? Well, I mean, Emerson is one of the best carrying fullbacks. 
in Europe. He he is, but he, in terms of like progressing the ball with his passing, not really something that he does. And you you need that. Like, like carrying is good, but from the like the first phase when you're deep in your own third, he's you, okay. you got to pass it out. But Cresswell is truly became an elite passer out of the back the last two years. Exactly. It's a huge whether or not you think Emerson's a better player than Cresswell or not, it's a huge drop off from Emerson to Cresswell when you're talking about progressive passing. And to combine Cresswell and Rice Living, those are our two best ball progressors. And we're gonna play replace them with fucking Scott McTominay and James Ward Prowse. We are in trouble if this is what happens. It's it's a fair concern, dude. And like I, I, there's just something, something about this preseason. Something it's it's Mo, it's Moise's attitude, man. He's got me back on board from the trophy and just the way he talks and the way we play. Like it's silly, but it just feels like something is brewing. But I think at the same time, I'm aware enough to know that the signings have to be right to complement what I think is brewing. But the thing is, like everyone has looked good. But it's like, but it, the midfield has been looking terrible. So it's like, oh, if we like just slide in good midfielders, we'll be good. But then again, like they have, they just have to be the right signings. And at this point, like of the midfield, like catalog of our catalog of potential targets, the only players that I trust that come in and like replace Rice's ball progression is. Well, obviously, these players aren't as good as Rice, but between them, him and Suchek, and Suchek being dropped, like, we'll be fine. Edson Alvarez, Dennis Sicaria, Yusuf Fufana. Those are the only three midfielders I'm interested in right now because I think if we get any of the others, I think Polini will be fine, but McTominay, McTominay Gallagher, oh, yeah. these players do good things, but we need to have some sort of buildup. It can't just be, it can't just be, you know, punts into Antonio's general area. Antonio is not going to be here next year. And if he is here next year, he's not going to be here the year after. And Mubama's not going to be Antonio right away. He can I run mean, the channels though. He can run the channels, but he's, yeah, he's it, not it, Antonio. He's still a kid. He's not, he might not be as successful in the duels. As Antonio is in those channels, just because he's younger, he's not going to have as much experience or just pure brass. But he has more energy than Antonio is. He will challenge every single second ball. Not to, say we, not, not to say we should punt the ball, but just to say that Mubama is he's the real deal. And the best thing that's come out of this preseason is Moy's willingness to use him and to say out loud, I'm going to use him. Yeah, I mean – I know, but Mubama will be a huge help, no doubt. But it's not like he's going to be starting right away. Well, let me ask you this. And this is not This is not a joke question. Like, we say shit like this is a joke all the time. This is serious. What are the chances? And, like, we're going to sign two midfielders anyways. But just theoretically, like, what are the chances of, like, a Suchek Romantica? Or, like, you know, a little – like, like Flynn Downs becoming, like, a player who can start Premier League games. Like, like – Seriously, what do you think? Fuck out of here. I don't even want them to have the chance to do it. What if all right, what if Flynn Downs comes out against Bournemouth and he's just awesome? 
He's just playing with a fire in his belly that wasn't there before. I'll be super excited to see him again in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. But, you know, Moyes, uh, he loves saying last year, he's like, I brought in Leighton Baines and Phil Jagielka. I ain't playing for six months. <laughs> what, what, if turns, what if David Moyes has turned Flynn Downs into an England international? The chances of that happening is about as equal as me becoming an England international, which obviously is difficult because I'm not English. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I just – I'm totally disinterested in Flynn Downs. He is the opposite of how you replace Declan Rice because he also is too fucking afraid to progress the ball. He's afraid to play forwards. Like, I don't know what I, I think the Flynn Downs should be here next year, but, like, obviously he should not be starting games. He's just a backup. Which is fine. He's just – he's a good, solid backup. He's not going to win us games. He may lose. He may lose us some games. He only lost us one game, and it was like not all him. It was that Brentford game when it was all rotated. People are a little too hard on him sometimes. I think. But there's some merit to it. Like he can't progress the ball. He does not. He's not. He does not progress the ball in any way, and he's not good enough defensively to make up for it. I think the ball progression issue is a mental thing. It could be. He's, I'm, not, he's, I'm not saying that he ever has really done it before, but he just he has to be more confident in his abilities, in my opinion. I mean, for that's, but that's a that's an ability in of itself. Well, it, it is. It. I'm not saying I'm not like, you know, but like, he's just got to man the fuck up, play it through the lines. What's it gonna take for to see that though? Let me get a hold of him. <laughs> Let's smack him around. Flynn Downs will be on the podcast next week. Are you just going to announce a new guest every week? I might make that into a bit. We'll see. A bit. Who is coming on this week? Declan Rice is coming on this week. Declan Rice is yeah. after the next commercial break. Yeah. Declan Rice will be doing the quick fire questions with us later. Stick around. <laughs> um, but here's something I've been waiting to say. 13 minutes ago, there's a transfer update from Mr. X West Ham employee. Live, live update. This has never happened before in all of our 11 episodes. One nineteen in the morning, Eastern time. X is up at one oh six. Maybe he's in Western Canada. Maybe it's like 12. But he's giving us updates late into the night. <laughs> and he says, the Carlos Borges transfer is very close to being a greater Manchester City now and hopefully can be all finalized soon. The main stumbling block appeared to be the, buy- the buyback clause. I've seen some Patreons question what this means, so I'll try to explain here. I'm not going to read all this. It's long. Um, so Manchester City, and I actually, I'm going to, I have a question for you after this. It talks about um, the players that City have sold and other players who have buyback clauses. Um, he said, these clauses can also have activation and deactivation dates as in the clause can only be triggered two years after the player has joined and only lasts up to four years after they have joined, for example. Usually the buyback clause is significantly more than the player was sold for. This protects both clubs as it means blah, blah, blah. It, oh, uh-oh. It is thought that Borges' buyback clause would be around 40 million pounds. It's a bit low. That is a bit low. That was what my question to you was going to be, but it's been answered. We are due to sign him for around 14 million pounds. This transfer we exclusively broke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. 
personal terms will be agreed and a medical completed before the announcement is made. Although it will be trickier to get the timings right, I do have the eye emoji, Portugal flag, paper with pencil, thumbs up, hammer, series of emojis, he spelled emojis wrong, prepared to confirm the deal. I won't post them until I know the deal is 100% finalized. At the moment, there are no other targets that are particularly close to happening. Um, and they talk That's good news. Uh, we have also made inquiries for a number of center backs. Tim Seiden is really pushing for a move for German international Jonathan Ta, who he worked with at Bayer Leverkusen. The player himself has also said he's keen on the move. After the completion of the Borges deal, attentions will be going to get another center back in. Harry Maguire remains the overall choice for the position. Our next, the next, so we're getting Borges and then we're getting a center back, and then it's I, I, August. I think that they're, I think that they're working separately on the center mid stuff and all the other stuff. I don't think that it's going to affect that. Um, there's more here that we'll get into, and it's about Cresswell. But first, I want to ask you about that buyback clause and what you think of it. Because from what I know, last summer, Southampton bought Romeo Lavia for $6 million plus $6 million. Maybe it was straight $12 million. Either way, it's less than the Borges fee. As far as I know, Romeo Lavia's release clause or buyback clause is 45 million pounds, which is why Liverpool want to buy him for 45 instead of the 50 that Southampton want. And as far as I know, Borges is as highly rated as Lavia or a bit higher rated than Lavia at City, and he's going for a higher fee. So how on earth is his buyback clause less than Lavia's? Well, it makes sense, I guess, that he's high, more highly rated than Lavia. That they wanted, they negotiated that buyback clause to be lower. That's probably the only way we were able to get him. We haggled over a buyback clause with them for a week, and it's forty million. I was literally, yeah. I was walking around today. I was like, I hope it's fifty. Like fifty's pushing it. Like I think it'll be forty-five, but I hope it's fifty. Forty. I'm not particularly worried. I'm not that I'm still worried. Not worried. The chances of them really activating it are low. Um, I hope Pep stays forever now. Yeah. But it's kind of like, what the fuck? It is. It does put a little like asterisk on this deal now, but... I'm I'm still excited. I'm not gonna let it like stand in my way of being excited yeah. about Borges. I mean, he's a tremendous player. I think he'll get to that forty million valuation one day. He will, but not. I don't know if City will come in for him. Hopefully, they don't because I have a feeling it will be this like it activates after two and it deactivates after four type thing. Mm-hmm. And if it deactivates and he's twenty three and he's here. I'm cool. It's gonna. It, it would certainly suck if he just like ended up. Like, like booming, yeah. If he just like came out this year, it's like unreal, and then like was even better next year, and then he was gone, <laughs> like that. What would you do in that situation where he's like clearly a hundred million pound winger after this season? Like this is like oh, like, that's interesting. Do you shop him? Do you cash in or do you wait? 
and get him another season and, and inevitably sell him for forty million the year after. Probably depends how good he is and how reliant we are on him. This is not going to happen. I, point, I don't know. But yeah, but let's talk. At a certain point, the right decision is probably a sell. But me personally, I, I would be I would be too attached. I don't know. I would almost I, know. I would almost bet on Pep being like, meh. But what if like there was like confirmation that like they Pep won. was like, I made a mistake. I'm gonna come in next year and get him get him back. Maybe you try and sell him back to City for sixty million. Yeah. For like an inflated price. I was thinking about that. That would Maybe. be weird. If Borges just blows up the series, just like an eighty million pound winger. <laughs> it's a good, it would be a very good problem to have. I'll say that much. I'm surprised it's that low. It's like kind of annoying, but it's cool. I'm really excited for him. I have an article coming out on him when that gets announced. Yep. Because it's not that many pictures of him. I'm just gonna take the pictures from when they announce him and put that in the article. <laughs> um. So what was the bit about Cresswell? That's what I'm getting to. It appears that veterans and long-term servants Aaron Cresswell and Antonio will be remaining at the club for the time being. Wolf supposed to have bid 2.5 million pounds for the former Ipswich man with West Ham wanting 5 million. They're broke. It's pathetic. Jesus Christ. For now, the deal is off, which will be interesting to see how Cresswell deals with it as he apparently has had his Heart set on the move. There's obviously time for this deal to be resurrected. Blah, blah, blah. That's weird. I say sell him. I say ask for four. Like, if he if he's given us enough that if his heart is truly set on it, let him go. It's time to get younger anyways. It is time to get younger. And We were one of the oldest squads in the league last year. I'm pretty sure we were the oldest squad. Time they would get younger. Mubama, Borges, Trufford, that's three under 21s that are all going to play a lot, apparently. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, if we have Trufford in our, in, our, in, in our sights, and we actually do like him, which is, I don't see why we wouldn't, like, just, just eat the two and a half million. What are we doing? I mean, it, it's kind of just like, well, because I think. They're probably thinking every penny matters because at this point it's about uh, how much, like, you know, we were talking about this in a recent episode, how the financial fair play rules are changing. So mm-hmm. your your squad, I don't want to get into it too much on here because it's semi-complicated, but basically the makeup of your squad, the transfer fees, wages, signing bonuses, all that thing has to um, be equal to or less than 100% of the club's income. The year after that, it's 90%. The year after that, it's 80%. The year after that, it's 70%. The year after that, it's 60%. And then it stays at 60%. Uh, I think our squad last year, or this year, because uh, I don't know exactly how the transfer fees work. Um, I think it's quote-unquote recent, but I don't know what the time frame is for what's recent. But we had 252 million pounds of income. This is all from the athletic off the top of my head. Um, but we had around 252 million pounds of income last year, and the squad was worth around 151 million pounds. So that's 60%. But if we keep spending money, then obviously that number gets higher, especially if the fees are inflated. 
which is why the sale of rice is so important. And another big reason on top, this is like why the financial fair play stuff with rice was so important because we wanted all that money to be coming in so like we can continue to spend money at an ambitious rate over the next few years while this starts to dwindle down. We have, you know, free 30 million pounds of income coming in for the next three summers. Um, but yeah. And I, the club, I'm sure, will bet that the income is going to continue to go up. Like, we are a growing club, uh, especially internationally. So, we'll see. I will personally donate the 2.5 million pounds to get Cressel the fuck out of here. I will go into debt. Though, I mean, we are losing so much with Cresswell. We do lose a lot with Cresswell. I mean, it's a tricky one because it is important. For us to get younger, in my opinion, I think Trufford's a really good player. I mean, you know I've liked Trufford for a while. Mostly because I signed him in FM. I've only seen him play like twice, probably. Well, can Trufford do what Cresswell does in terms of our first phase build-up? I don't think so. He's a better defender than Cresswell. And he he's not incapable of progressing the ball. Like He can go forwards and stuff. But I, I, like, I think that Cresswell's really underappreciated in the build-up. For pass, sure. The way he Absolutely. takes the pass into the left winger's feet, into Rice's feet, and play with the center back. And he can create those little triangles and play quickly. He's a great, he's like really good with the ball, man. There's a reason why, if you look at our passing maps, they all go through him and Rice. They're, they were all we have. And if we and lose them both, they're fucked. It's a nightmare. Between that Suchek, is also true. Between Suchek... Kufal, Kufal, as good as Crestwell is for like being able to play inside and into the middle of the field, Kufal cannot stand turning his body towards the middle of the field. It's either he's passing it into the winger's feet or he's clipping it down the line. It's it's gross. He's horrified of this. Suchek, especially low confidence Suchek, don't even get me started. And then Bowen is either playing too far forwards. I mean, Bowen's great. I think he suffers a lot from it personally. But he likes to play far forwards. Mm-hmm. Not really helping the fullback or the midfielder as much as, say, Ben Rama or Fernals does in the left. Yep. So it's tough. We're really lopsided. And James Ward-Prowse is not the answer to that problem. James Ward-Prowse will cure all. He can pass the, the ball forwards. Like he, he doesn't really move the needle of ball progression, but he can make the simple rep passes like to the wingers that Rice had to make. That's it, not, though. Like, yeah, he's not going to really change that much. If it's Ward Prowse and somebody good, I can stomach it. I feel like since like I think people look at James Ward Prowse, they see that he's like a little fucking twink. And they think that he's just like a technician. He can just like pull strings in the midfield. Like he's not that guy. He's supposed to be. Like maybe. We talked about this. He, he, he should be a much better tempo controller than he is. I know he's played a terrible Southampton size the last two years, but like he should be a better tempo controller than he is. If he was truly this really good player. He's had good midfield partners over the years. Yeah, his size, stature, and play style – and he's played with some good midfielders between Hoiberg and Lavia and uh, Romeu. I think all these guys are a bit. Didn't Romeu just sign for Barcelona? Yeah, he's back. 
So it's like he signed. A, he signed with Barcelona at like thirty six. Yeah, like he's a good player. I thought he was a good player back then. I too. mean, him going to Barcelona is ridiculous for the record. But they're they're broke. But yeah, Romeo is a great destroyer. We're proud to be able to do more with the ball than he does in open play. That's just the truth. Some people don't want to admit it. Other people, some people want to pretend like thinking Fofana is better is just all fancy name syndrome. Go fuck yourself. Everybody is insane. Like I really can't take it because then it's like because there are people who just don't rate WordPress because they're clowns. But th- there are there's also like it's really fair to have like legitimate gripes with him and to not understand what signing him does to you know rejuvenate our midfield in the sense that if we play on the counter so much and we rely a lot on ball carrying in the first phase of that counter attack, if it's Ward Prowse and Alvarez, if that's what it turns into, oh man, neither of those guys are going to carry the ball for a counter. McTominay could, but like McTominay and Ward Prowse really. And McTominay carries the ball and then it's aimless. will tell you McTominay is a disaster sometimes on a defensive side of the ball. So him and Ward probably yeah. not combative enough for me. Not at all. And like McTominay can carry the ball, but then when it comes time to like make the like incisive pass, like he just is unable to do it. Like Fofana is just so perfect. Yeah. And I don't care that he's never played in the Premier League. I want like, he is perfect, perfectly built for us. Like he's a counter counterattacking machine. He's great at you know, great at carrying the ball. Like he gets the ball and he's immediately looking vertical up the field. He's like, How can I get this into the attacker's feet? Every single time. Like he would like be perfect for us. We would be back. We would be back. In terms of playing like legit counterattacking football instead of just being like, I hope we win a pen today. Well, I mean, you know, like I'm Fofana or Zachariah and Alvarez. That's like what I want. And I would be okay with Fofana and Zachariah, but you know what I want. But McTominay, I do think, fits us. He's mm. one thing, McTominay's weird because he's like kind of terrible on the ball sometimes, but he's also really press resistant, which helps us a lot because <laughs> he kind of steps into Suchek's role. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it just has to be the right person. To be the six at that point. Well, it would, if yeah, it's McTominay. Well, the only option would really be Alvarez. Yeah. And and Alvarez, like, that would be such an important signing. Like, he, if he does not live up, like, if it ends up that, that his, you know, ball progression is all fake because, you know, it's Ajax and they just. I think it's partially fake, but I think he's given a lot less credit than he deserves for it. I think that's fair. I also don't think he was linked with. United and Chelsea last summer by accident. I mean, mm-hmm. not to say Chelsea spent money well last summer, but they certainly weren't targeting any slouches. That's for sure. So, but I'm. We also targeted them. Targeted him last year too. So we're obviously huge fans. I would like to see Alvarez come, and I would like to see if it works. The agent fees does concern me, and that's probably why Dortmund pulled out. But we'll see. I don't know anything about that, to be honest. I, I, I don't know much about it. I just know that the agent fees are apparently ridiculous, and agent fees scared us away before. Thank God they did. Not thank God they did. Ask Andre Onana. Not Andre Onana. Ask Amadou Onana. I was thinking about Milankovic. 
Yeah, he would have been great though. Zoom was just better. We got a trophy to. Uh... I'm surprised where, that Milinkovic isn't really on the list, but I guess it's because Moyes has his guy and Sidon has his guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know what's gonna piss me off? If we sign Jonathan Ta for more than 18 million, that will drive me up a wall. I don't think we will. It's not the reported price, 18 million. It was a release clause that expired. Oh. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean sure. At that point it's not really worth it. Stiden probably knows what the price would be. We we gotta get some sort of favor from them. Like that's like I, I just, honestly to an extent I just want talk because like A Moyes does great with you know freak athletes center backs. And B I, w- I want starting to bring like one guy from this past. Like, it would be really cool. Him like getting his own signings is all well and good. I mean, for the record, I think Fofana is, is interested from both of them. I think that like Pauline, like whatever. But I would like to bring like a guy from Stiden's past just to be like, yeah, like and, and, and we took one of your guys, even if like they don't really want to. I don't know how how they feel about Jonathan Tar over there, but he played 34, 33 games last year. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping the guy from Stiden's past was going to be Serge Gnabry, but uh, I'll settle for Ta. Yeah, 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 settle for Ta. Um, something else from the X update. It was Antonio to the Saudi League is also dead, but also has time to be resurrected. Um, for now, both will remain at West Ham. The club keep Cresswell. They could still potentially sign another left back and use Cresswell as a left-sided center back. Others now reporting the interest we exclusively revealed and ran left back Treffert, although not even for us offer competition as we weigh up making an official move. Keenan Forson, Keenan Appiah Forson, nicknamed Titch due to his slight height. He's nicknamed something else in other circles that I know. Brian from Family Guy with the cigarettes. <laughs> um, he's on trial at Stockport County. This is a new approach by West Ham by allowing these trials to happen before committing the season-long loans. Wow. So we're letting guys go on trial before loaning them? Like That's that. really cool. This is a strategy that is hoped to enable the lower league clubs to be certain on a player, therefore more committed to playing them regularly. Um, other potential loan departures include Kamari Swire to Crawley Town. Should be official and announced in the next couple of days. And we have that 18-year-old 6'5 center back on long from, or on trial from Stoke. Uh, I've been told the club will also consider signing an out-of-contract player should other targets not come in. There are a number of interesting players that could be of interest to West Ham. Okay, this is... Oh, my this God. Is this list is bad. Axel Tunzaby. He talks about no way. Or uh, Tunzaby. I don't know how to say his name. Yeri Mina. Oh, teammate Tom Davies. Oh my God. Uh, Japanese midfielder Daichi Kamada. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain. He's he's looking to go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and, and Ainsley Maitland Niles. Yuck. One of the Yuck. names have been officially confirmed, but given a free transfer. Okay, so that's just him. The third shirt is likely to be released. Whatever. 
So that's the X update. I don't like when he speculates. He shouldn't be allowed to speculate. That, that list pissed me off. Speculate all he wants on their podcast, but he shouldn't be able to do it in a transfer update. Yeah. But I mean, I, mean, I guess he's saying like we're going to go for people on loan or not on loan, on freeze, whatever. <laughs> Tuzanabe would be so funny. Dude, we're not signing him. Where even was he last? I mean, like the contract that United ran out, I can't remember his last loan. The last time I remember him being loaned out was either to his Villa. Or, it was either to Villa or Lincoln Villa. It, he was there. He was definitely did there. Did he go back for their first Premier League season? Because he was there in the championship, wasn't he? I feel like he was there in the Premier League as well. Oh well, that none of that will happen. Here's the hoping that fancy names are linked with the club this week. Yes, we are proudly fancy like names it. FC. With how long we've been talking to Alvarez and Zachariah, like surely, like something breaks one way or another for one of those two. Like, e- even if it's just us being, like, we pulled out of the deal, like, we don't want them anymore. But, like, something has to break one way or another. Even if it's Zachariah going to Monaco. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I feel like with Zachariah, like, I feel like both clubs are fine waiting it out. I don't think they're in a rush to sell Zachariah. I don't think we're in a rush to buy Zachariah. Yeah, us and Juventus are being weird, but I would like if he signs soon so we can play a game. Because he's not yeah, man, he, four. He's not training with them. That's another thing. Like that, that in and of itself, that, not getting a, per, a preseason, like opens up more concerns about injury. That drives me crazy. Because like I'm cool with like not having a player for a while, but like they're in preseason with their other team. But he's just not. Like, I know he's working out and stuff, but he's not having an actual preseason. He's legitimately one of the, more, the one of the more talented players that we're linked with this summer, though. He's really good. I, and he's the cheapest. I hope that we sign him. I, there's almost something in me that makes me want him more than Fofana. Not going to lie to you. Something, if he stays fit, I just think it would be so good. I just think he fits here so well. I don't blame you, because if he's fit, he's... Easily the best player that we're linked with, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, he's nuts. He's um, he'd be perfect. And t- Stiden loves him. Him and Fofana, that's the way. I'm telling you, like people are like, people are concerned with the fact that like, oh, neither of them like are gonna sit back. Like they're both true pivot players. I'll give you that. Yeah. They're both true pivot players. I feel like low key. That's like also like Rice a, and Suchek have been operating like players that sit back, especially last year. They're like stuck in this mindset where like Suchek, you know, is bombing forward and Rice is like patrolling. Like it, like that doesn't have to be the relationship. And like you watch also that also is not what happens between the two of them. Yeah, I don't want to get into that's besides the point. Into two of them, 
I hate that. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. you watch you watch Fofana play for either Monaco or France when he's next to Suchomeni or Kamara. They are both like playing equally, equal, equally deep. So like this whole notion that he's like a forwards minding player, like yeah, like he's he like he progresses the ball very well, but it's not not like he's receiving the ball deeper and than a normal midfielder. He's combative, and Zachariah is extremely combative. I don't really have that many issues with that midfield. Yeah, not at all. One of them going to be signed. Uh, are we going to be? Happy next week? Or, no. I, I think next week we're going to be talking about where Prowse is coming. That's my prediction. My prediction is that we will – I'm going to make a bold prediction. My bold prediction is that we're going to have a new target in the midfield, and we're going to be excited about it. I hope and pray. Every day. I don't know who Every it's going to be. I want to wake up and see a new name. <laughs> you have right? Idea, man. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. I'm just beat. I don't want to hear that we're, we're thinking about going back in for Connor Gallagher. I don't want to hear that we're willing to make a second bid for Scott McTominay. I'm done. Please end this. I'm done, and I'm going to end this on that that's fair we will see you guys next week if you have listened this far and you have a name that we're going to hear in this next week that isn't one of the ones we've talked about today please tell us (laughs) i just want to dream about them even if it's not even if it's someone that you're just thinking of even if they just suck or if they are not going to come just just send us a name i don't even care (laughs) if they play football I don't care. He doesn't even have to be a center mid. Like, like recommend like Jan Bednarek. Dude, recommend something James like Harden for all I care, bro. Or <laughs> throw his body around. Come back next week. Next week is going to be a good episode. We have uh, Flynn Downs. We're going to give him you know, a, a motivational speech, coming to God moment. He's going to be a good progressive player after that. We will look back on this moment forever. Yes, we will. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, 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 hey. Oh, hey. I just wanna ride in the rain. Shorty, let me paint all in my face. Hey, your body, my need a diamond ring. Hey, I just dropped the rally out the rain. Hey, do not give a fuck about the place. Hey, money see you stacking in it. I just wanna ride in a rally track Pull in the day, can we be okay? Got money to take And my blood, now we lookin' straight Got 40 of girls, get through the dust Cause you niggas ain't not working on yes But they so cool, cause we cool with you me Stop talking to my shorty, stop talking to my team I hit you in the morning, right now I'm with the beast This handy got me yawning, I think it down to sleep This handy got me yawning, I think it down to sleep I 95, you gonna ride, you better slide, hop on the whip, better step on my side. Cause it's highway vibes, your wave washing my wave tie. Don't trip, now you might slip slide. Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly, and I lean back when I win. I need to way to infinity. Fuck with my team, they fuck up my vicinity. This shit going crazy, bumping our shit from Mass Miami, down the highway, and I'm
Put on the suit as a company and duty. My nigga named Rico, he strapped with the truly. We blasting the shots if you acting a fool. You striving for perfection. Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga? You worth the nigga. I kick, flip, and I flip shit. I'm a worse nigga. You switch shit, and I will smith them. Western niggas, I'm a fresh prince. Don't check it, nigga. I breathe deep, I'm testing niggas. Go check it, mate. It's nighttime when you were both today. I might take your queen, but that was yesterday. And I off your pawns, I'll leave you acidly. Cause I'm the realest king to ever play. And I'm a black king. Word up to my black skin, and I run shit. Cause I'm African. You don't gotta tell me I am the man.